you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Yes, I'm your host, Richard White, better known as Calvin Tiberius, uh, captain of the ship. Joining me today is the ship's designated driver, Will Barnacle, better known as misspelled Will Barnacle. What's going on, Will? Hey, what's going on, Kevin? Not much, man, not much. Also joining me today is the ship's cabin boy, better known as Sable Griffin, Mark Fletcher. What's going on, man? Yo. And then finally, uh, the ship's janitor, uh, better known, or uh, Blair Bunky, better known as Scruffy. What's going on, Blair? Not much, Captain. How's it going? I am excited today because joining the ship is Kevin Lentz. Uh, Kevin Lentz, I guess you're Silver AG in our chat. I don't know. Is that like your, uh, is that your gamer tag or whatever? Or, or how'd you come up kind, with that? Everybody of. knows you as, as Lentz, though, really. Right. You know, yeah. last time I was on, I think I was like the ordinance expert or something. But I'm yes. into that. I'm into that. All right. So, you're, are, do you have a supply of weapons? Like, because we've been like, I, we used we used that for like uh, spice like a long time ago. We're all like, <laughs> we, yeah, we're, we get we get a little desperate after a while. Yeah, I'm ready to give you a nice reload. Nice. Um, all right. He rigged, so, he rigged our weapon system so it could fire. Double time, but then it had to wait way longer to reload. And, and now he's finally here. We fired two torpedoes immediately fast. They're so like, oh, wait. Now we got to fix this. All right. Um, what is this, Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, I'm going to tell us. Well, here's what we're going to talk about today uh, for those that are listening. I'll try and do my best to do timestamps. I'll probably fail. Um, so today uh, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of a booty section. Uh, we didn't get a chance to uh, release Blair's thoughts on the system open, so he's going to give it to us in a TLDR, uh, like now, here in like a couple of seconds. Then we're going to interview Kevin. Kevin's been doing uh, some cool stuff with uh, his YouTube channel, Echo Base. Uh, he's got some thoughts on the Aces League. And then Kevin is going to be on uh, the Scum and Villainy team for Crate Cup 4. I'm excited for that. And then, obviously, the new wave came out, so we want to talk about that. We might hit up the for the the for the republic uh, article as it, and then finally, as it is Valentine's Day, fellas, think about who you want to give your Valentine to. Uh, this is uh, for uh, a pilot, so just keep that out there. That's what we're going to cover, and then the contest, and then we'll wrap a bow on it. Hopefully, it didn't go too long. So, anyways, let's uh, let's go ahead and start off with the booty section. Uh, Blair, uh, a congrats on uh, again making the cut with uh, a list that nobody else is flying i feel like i mean at some point it's even past a trend like do you actually feel like at all pressure like for being expected to like win with some or at least make a cut with some frankly what other people would call like straight like janky nonsense well i i think everyone feels pressure to uh perform an event you know ken and i were actually talking about this before the tournament and I think if you guys don't mind, we could have a little discussion on this. But um, yeah, it's fine, man. We, like it's our podcast; we can do whatever the hell we, we do whatever we want. Uh, I, 
I don't know. This is like a huge humble brag, but like we were talking before the tournament, like we've like hardly, we make the cut at like almost every uh, large event we go to. And so like when we get knocked out, you know, obviously we're super bummed and uh, maybe a little more salty than we should be. So we were like saying, you know, we should, we, we both made it, told ourselves we we're going to make uh, a strong effort to not be salty bastards if we got uh bounced and didn't make the cut so uh i I think everyone feels pressure to make a cut and i think everyone's disappointed when they don't but now i just wanted to fly some b-wings to be perfectly honest uh and uh i just basically tried to find what i thought i could mix in to give me uh the strongest list to pair with them and that's I read yeah. your uh, I read your battle report on that by the way. Um, I've been like no joke since uh, I don't know how much longer we have until that goes live to the public, but because um, it's for patrons only right now. But yeah, I think it's live it's, right now. Really? Okay, so I'll, yeah. I'll make sure to post it out. So one thing that I thought that oh, okay, actually grab that while uh, we're we're making points later. But one thing that I've been thinking in my head is. Um, how you like you talk about in your rebel swarms like you actually stole it from d uh that you will try and not do all of the same list but have uh different ships in your swarm so you can kind of fill in different like a what was the term that you used for that like well i definitely did not steal that from d come on now ricky no but... no i feel like you referenced something that he <laughs> I said i referenced d because he he did like a he's talked about that a lot mm -hmm. and um but uh basically the use of combined arms mm -hmm. uh, which is like long been uh i think like alexander the great was really the first to make uh that tactic uh, famous but he's talked about like how that can transition to x-wing and i honestly think that he's correct about that um i think having a a diverse list makes your list more dynamic and makes it uh harder to counterplay against and so that's typically traditionally how i try to build my list and it was a fun list i had a lot of fun playing it and so yeah well either way uh congrats on that and i know that you did have some uh, thoughts that you wanted to talk about and so i wanted to give you the opportunity to do your little soapbox thing too so what did you want to talk about on the system open that we didn't get a chance to release so i don't this is standard around d again <laughs> Uh, and I don't want to like bring it up too much because I know he's already talked about it and is um, I don't well, you know want to try to reopen old wounds. Um, but um, so the crates released their episode on Tuesday and mine actually released theirs on Monday, and they were both kind of referenced. I didn't I didn't see this game. I don't know who it was, but apparently there was someone on one of the earlier games who was really complaining about their dice and. Uh, both of the casts kind of try to make it the point to, you know, just basically talk about why you shouldn't do that and how it's, you know, it's just not a good look, really. And and then a gentleman by the name of Richard, probably going to butcher his last name, Stabile, S-T-A-B-I-L-E. Uh, props to him, first off, for... Uh, for speaking out, because I don't, I don't feel like a whole lot of people in this community stand up for the little guy, and I feel like in this community, great players often get a pass, and 
on the Minoc episode, they talked about how this certain player was complaining about their uh, supposed bad dice. And then a few minutes later, uh, D made the comment that Nathan and Paul got bounced from the event uh, because their dice were bad. And I, I don't know. Apparently, D, uh, it was just hearsay. He heard that. He heard their dice were bad or made an assumption, something to that effect. And again, not I'm not trying to bring up old wounds. I'm just speaking in general because I hear this happen a lot. I hear it happen on, from a lot of people on a lot of podcasts. And people sort of just give these great players the benefit of the doubt and say, oh, well, he had to have had bad dice. There's no other way he could have been knocked out. So I just wanted to make the point, you know, great players can be outplayed too. Great players can have bad days. You know, when, I, when we were doing the store championship season this year, uh, I was flying a lot of aces just because I kind of wanted to, uh, you know, kind of get those reps under my belt. So obviously I don't fly those a lot. I got straight dumpstered by a couple of people, just a couple of locals who none of you guys, no one listening would, you know, probably ever know. And they straight outplayed me. So, you know, I think it's important to just understand what, when you make those sort of blanket statements, you know, great players can be outplayed. It can happen. And that guy who outplays a Paul Heaver, he goes back to his local store. He's the local hero. You know, that's probably the biggest thing he's ever done in this game. And then all his uh, buddies, all the people that play at his store, listen to that episode and hear that, oh, Paul just had bad dice. Suddenly now all that heat has been taken away from that guy and everyone saying, oh yeah, well you only beat him because you had good dice, you know? So again, I'm yeah, not, not trying to bring up old wounds, but I just, that's just one of the, the point I wanted to make is I feel like in this community, I think players with that rapport, that reputation, I feel like they often just get a pass and are given the benefit of the doubt. And I think we just need to be, uh, take a little more notice to say it is possible that they just got outplayed. It can happen. So that's all I wanted to say on that. Uh, I'm just going to transition transition this anyway, since we're going to talk to Kevin here in a little bit on uh, stuff. Uh, Kevin, what do you think about uh, that sort of idea that, you know, maybe good players get passed when it comes to dice or, or like that excuse uh, that you lost due to dice or what are your thoughts on that? Um, so yeah, I have a little bit of firsthand experience with that some of it being recorded some of it not um i mean i think it's a thing it can be real uh i do think we do kind of put people on pedestals sometimes and let's be real i think you're a good example of someone that was really high up like in what wave one and two yeah and then over time like if you don't really continue to grind at it it falls off and you don't Mm -hmm. get as good of results consistently as you used to and um i think sometimes you know, that gets overlooked a little bit that it takes a lot of hard work and dedication to remain really consistent at a high level. Absolutely. Um, no doubt. What? No doubt. And it, you know, it, the thing that sucks is, uh, you know, like you still feel it, uh, even like you expect it to be good. And then you have to like, remember to your, to your this happens to me all the time, actually that, uh, you know, no matter what happens, like I likely did something that, uh, caused, caused me to lose. Right. And I need to, yep. you always got to remember that. I think that's the biggest thing you can always try to take away from games like that or games that you lose. But I, I do think on the on the note that some people do kind of get a pass. Yeah, I think that does happen. I think people are more willing to look at 
when a bigger name player loses, just say, well, you know, their dice were bad instead of, oh, you know what? I made some key mistakes on turns three and four and I couldn't come back from it. And I, I think people are because it's harder to do that, right? It's harder to own that and look back and say, yeah, I probably could have done something different. Sometimes dice actually are a thing, but yeah, it, it, it's an issue. Yeah, I think the important thing to take away is, uh, you know, it's certainly that like you can lose. It's a luck-based game. There are, you know, blanks on the greens and the reds, and frankly, those are going to come up sometimes. But um, I don't think that – I think the important thing to take away is don't say somebody was diced or something along those lines unless you literally watched the game and and knew what the dice rolls were and have a heavy – like have a heavy understanding of what the probabilities actually are. I mean, none of us are necessarily Dr. Bob, but um, I mean, certainly like, at least have an idea of what the average dice roll is for a roll, that sort of thing, before you say someone got unlucky or they did get lucky. Yep, and I think some of it gets proven out with results, right? Results over time. Blair's consistently up in the cuts, consistently higher, higher finishes. Mark does consistently well. Tyler, you know, there's a lot of names like Duncan, and I think that, that gives you a better picture. You know, they can lose games because of dice, but they'll consistently have high results. And that tells you, I think, that they are putting in that time and effort and that they still are that caliber player. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about some stuff, Kevin. A, thanks for coming on. B, uh, you're doing Echo Base now, which is like your YouTube channel that you run with uh, Jake. And, and is it you and Jake or you have one other guy, right? That, like, yeah, Walker. In? Walker's mm-hmm. the third one. He's our mm-hmm. comedy. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what kind of brought, like, I know that you'd been ruminating, uh, doing some, uh, some play by play for, for games. What sort of uh, brought that together? So I remember back in the old days of the outer rim smugglers and I liked watching those videos. Um, and when we talked for a while that we wanted to do something and of course, you know, podcasts were talked about and I super didn't want to do a podcast because I feel like that market is oh already my God. saturated. And don't do it, man. It's not worth it. It's not this, this, this podcast is a beast that cannot be fed. It is always <laughs> hungry. Well, and there's so many now, I mean, like years ago, it would have been a good idea, but then I sat and thought, I'm like, okay, what content, do we not have much of? And I remember the old Team Covenant videos like Paul versus Dallas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, we need more of that. And then I talked to some people and they're like, well, we really could just use some like good players actually giving some thorough analysis instead of just like watching a game and commentating on it. Mm-hmm. So I talked with Jake and we were like, yeah, let's let's do analysis between turns and talk at a high level and break things down because there's none of that right now. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where we got the idea. And then we, we were like, well, we need Walker because Walker's just really funny to be around and, and he does a good job bouncing off of me. So it's, it's cool, but that's where the original idea came from. And I think we're starting to work towards that. No, you know, I've, I've enjoyed some of those. It seems like my favorite thing is like, cause you've been doing uh, aces league, right? Um, and I've been doing, best I can to get uh, some good some good games for you right but like it's mostly like watching Morgan Reed like kick ass like the people's champion um but uh yeah it's it's been good to see like uh, some good players and in, in, it's certainly in the aces league so far right and I think that was one of the other things because we're planning to do recorded games and stuff as well but I thought about it and I was like well people really want to watch good players 
uh, play. And it's more interesting to do analysis mm-hmm. on good games, like higher level games, instead of like, oh, well, you know, his approach was just screwed up on turn two and that was it. And there's not much to analyze. But the Aces have a lot of really good players and a lot of those games and go me. unseen. <laughs> well, have you have you won a game yet? I did. I beat Bun, man. What? Yeah, I beat Bun. How much were you bidding? Uh, not much. I think zero. Um, <gasps> I, dude, dude, I beat I beat Bun with a uh, I, I beat Bun with a uh, A wing swarm. Now, let me be fair. He flew off the board too. But uh, <laughs> wow. That being said, hey, I did what I had to do to win that game. I don't feel like I lost that game. I feel like I absolutely won. But, uh, yeah, I, I beat Bun. But that was a oh, very, very close one. Yeah. I, th- I think the, the best thing about what you're doing, Kevin, by breaking down some of the Aces games is, like, you're taking that time to kind of analyze board states in between, you know, moves, because you can kind of kind of do that when you're kind of slowing things down and speeding mm-hmm. things up at will. <laughs> um, you know, with the vassal log and everything. There's a lot of nuanced things that, you know... Uh, players like when we're playing you know at the level that we're playing at evaluating board states and stuff that we're doing that i think that the you know the casual you know uh maybe either new player or someone who's been around for a bit but just hasn't been exposed to maybe you know some of that level of thought either from their local guys or whatever um that it just kind of maybe goes uh you know by the wayside it's just stuff that goes over people's heads or they're just not aware of thinking in that manner and you pointing it out and calling it out, I think, is really cool. And and a lot of a lot of players can learn a lot from from that kind of analysis. So um, I do want to be clear that I'm just now thinking. I don't think I specifically said the channel. It's Echo Base X Wing on YouTube, right? Right. Yes. Kevin? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. I I always loved Outer Rim too, Kev, but I always felt like they just really didn't have any kind of deep analysis. It was really just sort of uh, just the cosmetics is what made it. Uh, the quality is what was that, but I I remember watching Dallas and Paul when I was starting thinking like, man, how awesome would that be to like get these guys' thoughts as well? And so I love that too. And it, Vassal's great too because you can slow it down, analyze those pivotal turns, and talk about the decisions and uh, what goes into making those. So I I think you guys are doing a great job. I think everyone looking to get better should definitely check that channel out. Um, so I do want to have a, I, I have a couple of questions about, uh, since you've, since you've gone through certainly the matches and the games that I've been able to, uh, post, uh, that, that are shared, what are some of the takeaways that you've seen after going through, um, several of these games, right? Yeah. Um, so one, you can go ahead and give your spankings out, Ricky, that people need to get their games in because Morgan and like two other people are very consistent in getting their games in every oh, week. Oh, I've, I've been I've been awful about it, me personally, uh, because with the move and whatnot, it's been awful. Yeah. Um. So besides that, so um, we're seeing some experimentation. Paul does a really good job of just you can tell he's he's trying different things, and mm-hmm. I think that's really healthy for even newer players to understand that. Even the big players on a bigger stage, more or less, still we have to experiment. Like we don't, we don't just read all the cards and immediately know everything. We still sometimes need to see it firsthand and be like, "Oh, okay, that's how that works. That's not Ain't as good as I truth. thought." It is, I, yeah. I, I'm constantly, constantly experimenting with weird stuff, and I'll tell you, eighty percent of the time, it doesn't work. 
<laughs> but when it does, you figured something out that yep. nobody else yep. knows. Correct. And, and if, if you're going to be somebody like me or like Paul or somebody who constantly is the person that introduces a new list or a new archetype, the only way to get there is through constant failure. Yep. Failure if and testing. If constant failure is what's required, I am ready. <laughs> okay. Constant failure does not try. create these, <laughs> but in order to create this, you need to go through constant failure. <laughs> Just because you're failing all the time doesn't mean that you're going to come up with something good, Ricky. <laughs> Look, man, I need some hope. <laughs> Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Oh God! Come on, man! I'm already gonna get it from Blair. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm actually in the league. I've been kind of doing the opposite approach because I haven't been able to get to any high level tournaments yet, just because of the, my schedule. I've been taking the the list that I've for whatever reason felt the most comfortable with and i've wanted to just get reps against these good guys with it to see how well it actually feels so sure. yeah so i've i've been doing that more than anything i know blair's been giving me crap that i've been re- flying the same thing every week but, <laughs> but I did that too back in the day will and they would give me crap about it too but if you're like the only guy who's flying such and such list you need to do that to see how it stacks up against the rest of the meta so it, it, Exactly. Yeah. So, like, well, you've and, your list like one time, haven't you? Will like once or twice? I think it's uh, only been once. Yep, my game against uh, Travis and I think Morgan. Um, that that crazy horrible game I had against Morgan with my router going out. Um, I was running a, a three T seventy list when Resistance became legal, uh, and I just wasn't feeling it and then i just reverted back to the uh the four x-wing list uh just because i didn't have time to think of something else and then i'm like you know what i think this has more legs than anyone else is giving me credit for i'm just going to keep running it until i learn something that needs to change didn't you tell me like something like 20 and 3 with that yes so far i'm 20 and 3 and i've only lost wedge in two total games so that's funny all right all right so um Kevin, is there anything else you, uh, any sort of like future plans you have for Echo Base once the uh, Aces League is done, or what are your yeah. thoughts going forward? Yep. So uh, I'm going to Crate Cup to record, going to Adepticon to record. I'm going to play in both. Uh, once regionals slash hyperspace, whatever they're calling it now, happens, I'm going to record a lot of those events that we'll go to, and then we'll have a bunch of live games. But um, I would like to continue doing some of the Vassal stuff as well if another season happens. So, yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of content. We're also trying to think of some specials that we can do. Like, we got a lot of good mm-hmm. feedback, although everybody and their mother did a points update thing. We also did one. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some training. I've had some people ask if I could, like, do some really in-depth, like, beginner-style training where, like, I sit down with someone and we record it, and they do their move, and we talk about what two turns down the road could have happened if they would have done a barrel roll or they would have done this so I can help teach people how to think. I think that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people want to know how to do. That's pretty clever. So, yeah. I like that. That's that's pretty good. So speaking of Crate Cup, um, like our team is settled. It's going to be uh, you, uh, myself, uh, Will, and Tyler Tippett. Um, how are you feeling about that right now? I'm feeling pretty good, guys. I'm feeling pretty confident. I feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm setting you up, Blair. I swear to God. <laughs> 
I think we should go around the table and ask everyone's ask everyone what their confidence level is on a scale of one to ten. Yeah, we should do that. Yep. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh we'll we're, I don't actually I don't even want to do this. I'm so sad right now. Like I've beaten Bun and I've won I've lost like every game in like the last like two months. Um I don't I don't want to go too far into that. I'm sad now. Um all right, so no, oh. but like but we've been uh, we've been planning uh we've been planning Crate Cup. Crate Cup is uh the format is it's another team tournament. It's good and the format is we each play a different um you know list from a faction and what will be one faction left um afterwards. And uh, we haven't decided who's gonna play what yet, but um, I don't know. We're gonna have a pretty good team. Hopefully, um, hopefully we can get me a swarm or something like that. Who knows? Um, I don't know, man. Now Blair's Blair's in my head. He's like every time I sit down to play X Wing, I hear Blair like in my right hit, like on my right shoulder, going, Are "You gonna fuck this up?" I'm like, "I'm gonna try not to, sir." <laughs> so sad. Well, as long as he's on your shoulder telling you to do the right things. When it actually matters, that's that's when it'll uh, that's when it'll pay off. Iron sharp, sharpens iron, Ricky. <laughs> I got nothing. No, I'm just sad. Um, anyway, so I'm gonna be. I'm excited uh, to to go. Um, I am gonna have heads up. Uh, Kevin, did they tell you that I'm gonna run an RPG on Friday night? I know you were talking about it, but I wasn't sure. I'm gonna run my uh, fifth edition one shot. Where are you planning on doing it at, though? I, I just I just need a laptop I don't, and dice. I, mean, okay. I don't need it for that. Because i got to set up the equipment to record games, and maybe we'll be playing still. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I maybe I know that. We'll see. Yeah. Man, come on, man. man. Um, anyways, that'll be a good time. Um, I'm excited to see. It's been too long since I've seen you. We saw each other. Uh, you were at Last Worlds, weren't you? Yeah. You were at Last Worlds. Anyway, so we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, it feels like we've just been sitting around trying, like when we're building this stuff, it seems like we've been trying to figure out um, how we're going to deal with triple up as the lawns. Like, that's the one thing I wish that, I was a little surprised that didn't get nerfed, uh, but it seems like that's like, can this di list deal with that with that list? And everybody's going to at least see it, so I don't know how that's going to go. Anyway, so. Yeah, that's, it, I mean, it is what it is. I think everyone's well aware that it's going to be one of those stupid things, especially with the format when you've got teams of four with, you know, four lists. A lot of people, for whatever reason, are just kind of, you know, uh, diverting to the, the triple upsilon for their first order option, um, mm -hmm. which I think there's a lot of fun things to play around with first order. And I'm sad that I just see everyone looking at three upsilons all the time. Um, Plus, it's just one of those games that's just like, well, this is a slog. I can't do anything to avoid the, the turn one. Okay, how much can I weather and then just get behind it? You know, that kind of thing. So, um, eh, it, it, it is what it is. But uh, um, I think all four of us have various, de you know, uh, degrees of experience with it and, and have our thoughts on how we can deal with it. The uh, the most interesting thing for me about the event, it being a team event, is is kind of how you control that game within a game that's more the the matchups and, that and trying is, to set those i found that uh getting good matchups is 
so helpful to actually getting wins. Like so far, um, even like the two, the two uh, evergreens that we went to, I thought that we like drafted really well, and I thought that was a very good strength of ours when we went in. Like Blair, would you? I mean, you'd say that, right? Like I think that we drafted okay the last uh, two uh, tournaments that we went to. I mean, like. We got good. We picked the matchups correctly. Or we yeah, picked yeah, list? yeah. I think no. I thought that we picked our matchups uh, for the list that we had each time, like fairly well. Yeah, we kind of threw Lyle to the wolves the last time around. <laughs> yeah, but even even still, like he like to the the counter to that though is that, like he was um, he had outs in a lot of his games still. Like I think that we gave him at least winnable conditions, although not always, but. Certainly, we gave him some wonderful conditions going in. I, I think know. he might debate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, either way, uh, the importance of, of like the the matchups are uh, are pretty key going into the team tournament like that. I, yeah, for sure. I think. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, first off, I think Z Zach Matthews is full of crap. I think they did practice. Uh, Planning their matchups, but I think I think that is a, a smart thing to do. Um, is decide as a team, you got to have a plan going in. Uh, what you're going to do, you got to have some kind of plan. Teams do it differently, but uh, yeah, I, I agree, Rick. I think we did a good job of picking lists that complement each other, and then get a, did a good job of getting the matchups we wanted. I think that's yeah, trying to part. get trying to get two thirds winnable, yeah. and you know, and then maybe a coin flip and. Sorry to poor Lyle if you got the bad coin flip. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to the rest of my team if uh, I lose uh, with the Whisper versus uh, a, a Luke. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'll forever live in shame in that. Um, anyways, so uh, let's. Uh, why don't we jump into uh, Wave Four? Right, like uh, I don't know if I necessarily want to go into. Do you guys? How much of For the Republic do we actually want to talk about? I mean there's purple actions. Those are cool. Um, I have a question. Do, does anybody actually know, do we know officially what, what, what the ion, um, asteroids are yet? Have they told us? We don't know the effect for like landing on them or going through them. Um, although I think a lot of people are inferring that it's probably has something to do with the new strain tokens. Mm. Um, but we do know that you get, and you know you get your extra die if it's obstructed, but then you also turn a blank to an evade. So kind of like the old auto thrusters mechanic. So so actually there, that brings That's up something that we should touch on. So a lot of people are complaining that Trickshot is undercosted still, but when those clouds come out, technically that nullifies Trickshot entirely, right? Because you're basically adding a green dice from Trickshot, and you're adding an evade automatically. Well, it doesn't nullify Trickshot entirely, because if you have Trickshot, then you don't take those as your obstacles. Right, so but other people, least, I mean... Yes, which means that at maximum, there's going to be three obstacles that, affect, that, that are negative towards Trickshot, and they appear to be smaller than the other obstacles. So they don't look as big as the largest debris or asteroids, which if you're going to be doing a trick shot strategy, seems like you'd want to optimize that. So yeah, it 
it does slightly minimize or slightly decrease the value of trick shot, but it doesn't remove its value uh, unless you somehow bring decide to bring three of these new obstacles and your opponent also does. Right. Uh, I was just curious if you guys think that maybe will come into play because people still think Trickshot is undercosted. Uh, I happen to think that Trickshot is still undercosted because adding an extra attack die is super powerful. Yeah, even even at uh even with obstructed, that's those are yeah. odds that you normally want to take. Yeah. Uh, I I think Trickshot needs to be a, a several more points. The uh, so as far as uh, the the for the republic uh, article is concerned, the only thing I want to talk about, and that's not because I think it's especially good, although it is pretty good, just because um, I recognize I know where the source of the uh, of the card came from, the battle meditation card, um, basically. From Kotor. Yeah, yeah, from from the comic books actually, the comic oh. books. Um, the uh, who was it? Uh, Oh God! I'm gonna, it's it's a it's a ch- a chick in her and like this this Jedi who was. Are you talking about Basila? Uh, it was a Bast, not Basila. Um, no, it's from the comic. I'll get there. Anyways, she had this dinosaur-looking uh, Jedi master who taught her battle meditation, and she got really good at it. Anyways, so uh, that's really neat. But the idea that uh, I I love the idea, and I don't know if we've talked about this or not of uh, purple actions being like a, a thing for Jedi and specifically for a thing for Republic is really, really interesting. The idea that, you know, you can use your, that, that force token to do specific actions if you need. And I just think that that's a fun way to make uh, Jedi a little bit more powerful. I mean, certainly I want to see stuff outside of um, supernatural being used like that's i'm so tired I, I'm, I'm glad that got nerfed into the ground but i don't know i think it's cool that they're going to be purple do purple actions kevin like I, when i saw um when i saw republic as a faction as far as like an archetype is concerned i thought of you i mean are you like deep diving into their ships or are you going to stick to uh, the rebel faction or the resistance faction because you're, you're a good guy player, like you're a team. You're like the team is. I am good team guy. good guys. You're right. Uh, <laughs> um, Rebels feel really meh right now. Like just <laughs> they're not that interesting. The synergies aren't that interesting to me. Resistance feels really good. Uh, Republic feels really interesting to me from a couple different perspectives. Um, one of them, you're right. I think the design space of the force is so cool. And um, I know some people don't like. I'm just gonna say some people. Some people don't like the prequels. But from like a aesthetic standpoint, <laughs> and, and like Mark I think and I the Jedi, just, Mark wait. and I are just raising our hands. Hold on, what, hold on. What, what do you mean are you talking prequels? About? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, Mark. Uh, it was the uh, the other movies are. What are the was other? That movies? Battle for Endor and the Caravan yeah. of Courage. <laughs> oh, that's a new level of bad. Um, but uh, I, I think the design space is really cool, and the Jedi Starfighter is is one of my opinion like the coolest ships just because it's so badass having a jedi run around and the clone wars conceptually is such an interesting thing right you had a bunch of jedi running around doing stuff fighting huge battles and wars and that's a really cool time um and i think the person i actually think is the most interesting besides the ace play because there's going to be a lot of ace play but the person i'm the most interested to see what they can do with that faction is actually blair because the Jedi's have a bunch of support for generics or support for not mm-hmm. ace ships. And I think 
Blair would maybe be able to explore that as a new branch that he could really, really optimize I, and do things with. Yeah, Blair, did I mean, you see that one coming? Because I sure didn't. <laughs> yeah, ba battle meditation is an excellent example of that, where you can coordinate two ships. It costs you a force token, but none of those ships can be limited. So it's got to be generics. I immediately thought of Blair when I saw that card. Yeah, I liked I liked uh, how they did with that. Not just because like I'm a generic homer, but like I think at the latter stages of 1.0, we saw like how dangerous uh, coordinate could be. Like maybe with Ghost Fan, maybe. Uh, but when the way it's worded is, you don't kind of have that where you can kind of exploit like high ps shenanigans i guess i'll put it i really see it as just sort of like an action efficiency card where it's you know it's probably just generally going to be focused maybe target lock if you're feeling pretty confident but i just think just like not even my generic bias aside i just think that's a really well designed card so yeah i agree so the one thing that I saw that um, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but um, the the one upgrade card that I wanted to talk about that I'm, I'm, I've read this a couple of times and certainly when I was more sober, uh, but uh, that the spare parts canisters, right? That works on more than just Republic because the for the Republic article uh, was basically all faction only stuff that you're going to see, but the Spare parts canisters is a modification that works on any uh, correct on in on any uh, ship that has the modification slot and um, the droid. droid the droid slot so rebels yeah. and uh, and resistance so that's I think that's pretty cool um, correct and I spare parts I, is I think we you know what we have with this mark. We have unlimited regeneration again, man. They broke it's the game unlimited. again. They broke the game. It's not unlimited. This doesn't recharge. It's one charge. Oh, it's only one? It's not recurring. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Yes, because <laughs> if we're recurring, I would be bitching up a storm, but it's not. You get an extra charge. That's it. Oh, okay. I just want to know what the spare parts, uh, how big that is. Um, let's see here. It's probably on the... I mean, that's not bad. I think that's kind of neat. Um, yeah, so it's not a bad card, but it does not give unlimited regen. So who are you likely? BB-8? Oh, yeah. BB-8 is an option, uh, or just the a generic BB. Um, those are the only two that really spring to mind. I could see you possibly using it on the R4 Astromex, like if you don't need to regen the extra shield. Well, yeah, and, so, you, and you just want to be able to drop the debris. Obviously, but, I'm thinking about Luke. Because if other... you, well, I mean, Blair, think about it like from like an X-wing perspective. Couldn't you theoretically have a low PS person that you could do, um, uh, you could do drop debris on um, to get uh, your Luke's and whatnot? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's... so so where I think you're going to see this the best is on the PS5 and PS6. Ships like X-wings, particularly Luke and Wedge and Poe. Even if your equipped astromech doesn't have charges, the ability to spend an action to break all locks on you can be pretty valuable. Yeah, I yep. think 
that's the bigger aspect here rather mm-hmm. than refreshing a charge on an existing that's a really good point track. that's a really good point it does cost your action so i don't think it's broken but it is a one-time nope i'm out against an alpha strike mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i am excited to paint the uh the not the not the uh, what is it the VT the V nineteen uh, I am excited to paint those those look cool um, and I think that the Aether Sprite that they have for the expansion that ship looks really cool too. Anyways, um, all right, so let's jump into Wave Four. So Wave Four, uh, let's uh, let's jump to uh, the there were what three new ships and then. Four, if you include the silencer, because it's now the correct size. <laughs> oh, Ricky, can I bring some up real quick about? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So absolutely. the purple evade mm-hmm. is that something? How often do you guys think you're going to see that used? Depends. <laughs> Depends on what the situation. Um, uh-huh. If you th- if you think you're taking shots and you need it, then you take it. Um, if you don't, you're taking a shot yeah yeah i mean blair blair you're getting chased and uh and you don't have any shots right then you take it right i think like you're only probably going to burn it if you're taking a big heavily modified like a four dice shot with focus target lock or if you're on like one life like man like to take your action and it that is really pricey, actually, well, in force. It, it'll de- I think it depends more on how many force charges you have and how mm. easily they are, or easy they are to refresh. So uh, if you've got one force charge, you're absolutely right. It doesn't make sense to take it unless you're, you absolutely need to survive a shot. Yeah, but uh, if you're Vader? Well, Vader doesn't have a purple evade. But if you've got a ship like Vader, where you've got I'm several, sorry. several Anakin charges. Skywalker, I'm doing a jerk off motion. Yeah. If you've got if you've got several charges, then yeah, I think it makes sense. Especially if you've got like Luke's ability to refresh charges when you're attacked or some other way to so you get more than one charge in a turn, then yeah, it makes sense to, to take the the purple evade if you if you're taking a heavy shot or several smaller shots. So, all right, so let's jump into wave four. Um, there are three new ships and then several re- like ships that we already know about but are part of the wave, theoretically uh, making them available for, I guess all of these are already available in hyperspace, except for, we'll get to it, Blair. We're going we're gonna to save it for last. Um, really surprised it took them this long to release the B-Wing. <laughs> so um all right so let's okay fine all right, you're bearing the lead here so we want to, okay, so okay we're gonna talk about the stuff that were that, that was actually released first we'll get to the b-wing um so uh the naboo uh the naboo fighter is uh, the n1 starfighter is out the resistance transport that uh leia wrote in on is out and then the droid bomber is out and those are the new ships and um those are the ones that we're going to primarily concentrate on and then we'll give some 
a little bit of analysis of what the ship being available to hyperspace means for some of the re-releases, and then we'll spend some time talking about how excited we are for the new mold of the B-Wing. Um, all right, so which one do we want to do first? Let's start off with, we just got into Republic, so let's uh, let's go ahead and start off with the droids. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, so the droid, uh, the droid bomber. Um, what we know about it is we know the stats for it. It's two, two, uh, what is it? Five. I can't actually see. Yeah. Two attack, two defense, five hull. Uh, and then, uh, no, shield. no shields. And then it's, oh, we actually know it's dialed too. Holy crap. Yeah. Make this bigger. Enhance. Yeah. I need the enhanced tool. <laughs> um, so, uh, we know that it's got, uh, calculate. Um, what is that target lock? Uh, a is that a barrel roll into? God, I can't see that well. Okay, so my, my eyes, my, calculate my, the target my lock, eyes are getting old. <laughs> a barrel roll into a red target lock, and then uh, is that a red a reload? reload? Looks like a reload. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a reload. Um, it's dial. The thing that. Uh, has my attention on the dial is they're doing something that I've been wanting them to do for a long time on a dial, which is, uh, and not to the extreme that I've wanted it, but it's got a one hard white, a one forward white, and a one bank red. <laughs> How does that even make sense? It's got a two hard blue a two forward blue and it's two banks are white so and this is kind of something that i had wanted for some time for a ship that either moves very fast or very slow is very rigid turns very rigid movements so that um it actually struggles more to try to break its set parameters uh, which yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, for, what uh, angle you're on, like your approach angle really matters. Like you need to be able to do a four, like, because it's, it's a 45 degree instead of a 90. And yeah. You, and you'd be able to do that from time to time. The, it's, this is obviously a ship that is designed to, you know, either go very fast, very, uh, in a straight line or turn very hard. It'll struggle a bit on trying to, to bank. So the the thing about that we know about the bomber is that it's able to uh, launch and drop devices, and mm -hmm. it's but it's only able to do it at the template that you were doing it before. So theoretically, we're not going to get we're not going to get trajectory simulator levels of launches. Theoretically, we don't know yet. Um, and um, you can spend, and it's got the networked calculations like uh, some of the other, um, some of the other uh, droid uh, ships have. So, yeah. I mean, do do we see anything specific? We see any sort of uh, specific role that this is automatically jumps in and plays, or well, how do we feel about the ship? Uh, before we get to that part, and I know we mm -hmm. talked about a bit about this the last. Um, cast, but I am mm -hmm. super happy that they're introducing multiple dots. Mm -hmm. Like the generic bombardment drone is a triple dot, which means yeah, you can only have three. You only have three, mm -hmm. uh, so it is limited, but it's not limited to just one. I really, really like this because it gives them such opportunity to 
to play around with generics that that would otherwise be too powerful you just spam them yeah and and as a as like the as the swarm podcast i think we're all a little excited about that and certainly the idea of being able to do a couple of these guys in a um in a role similar to but not exactly the uh, quad jumpers where these guys kind of go in you know, drop some, um, drop some, it's not, it's devices. So we're more looking at what prox mines, right? Um, prox mines on some people. Um, and uh, sort of be a bully up front while the rest of your swarm can, you know, kind of do its, you know, efficient, you know, gunshots from behind. I think there's some, some legs there. I also want to suggest that they might be really good with seismic charges because you have a much greater ability. Your area of effect is, yeah, everywhere. Where with with another bomb that directly affects ships, that that change is not too big. Is is seismic a device or is it a uh, bomb? It's a device. It's a device. uh, all, All bombs are devices. Not all devices are bombs. So seismics apply, uh, prox mines apply. They're all devices. Right on. Um, I can't read what the, uh, we don't know what the, specifically the, um, not the S-foils, but the custom, like the title or whatever does. I can see that. Um, let's. Uh, I was trying let's... to zoom in. I think yeah, yeah. It's... I think it's the same landing struts as yeah. the uh, the other droids. Um, yeah, I believe so as well. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised to to hear you say seismic charges, Sable, because that takes an object off the table for the droids to play with with their landing struts. Um, yes, it does create a bigger area of an effect that you can kind of get that damage down. Um, yes. But uh, depending on the situation, I don't know. I, I think it it's one of those things that these guys might like having those places to play in that no other ship can kind of go, you know? I, I agree. And I wouldn't mass seismic charges. But if I had one of these guys, uh, I might, oh, they're they're trying to flank me. They're coming in on my side. But now I can nuke that uh, asteroid to my side and hit them all now. And then maybe I can go after another asteroid or another obstacle and play around there um i i think that seismic on one of these would give you a lot of flexibility we were talking earlier about the value of flexibility mm-hmm. in your squads mm-hmm. I, I agree that mass seismics on several of these ships would not be the ideal approach because you want to preserve those landing struts but one keeps your options open certainly right yeah all right, so let's uh, jump into the next available ship that's, that they announced is the Resistance Transport, which I swear, like, ah, this is because I'm a jaded old man, right? Yes. But, like, <laughs> but I saw this ship, and, uh, okay, so I'm excited for the ship from a design from a design perspective, right? But from a from a ship choice perspective, I'm a little questioning. It's like... They 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 so quickly ran out of ships available for for the resistance faction that they chose the ugly ship that Leia landed on. They're like, oh god, 
Well, this is the only other new ship that we saw in this movie, so I guess it's here. To be fair, if X-Wing Miniatures Game came out in 1977, mm-hmm. we would be struggling just as much to come up with ships for Rebels. I, I, underst- <laughs> I understand that. I just, like... This is this is like my grognardy like bring back the legends like ships. I miss my legend ships. What? What? You really want the Sun Crusher back? Come on! No, no, no. But okay, okay. I do want um. I do want the oh shoot. What's the? This is good. Kevin. I need your help here. What is the ship that uh, Mara Jade used to fly? Um, that was like her skipper blast boat. I want like a skipper blast boat more than I want. Whatever dumb transport vessel this is. Now, after after I'm done saying all this, I'm about to praise how excited I am for the design of this. For this far. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I'm gonna eat my words. But as far as the actual design of the ship, like how, like, or I mean, like the 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 look of the ship. It's such an ugly ship, and I wish that we could have done something better. However, let's eat my words a little bit because it's neat because this is a ship that is effectively two and one, right? It's got um, the transport version, and then it's got what it's not, uh, you know, carrying whatever transport, like, addendum it has added added to it. It's like a little fighter, right? It's, I'm, I'm understanding, like, how the ship works uh, correctly. Am I, am I missing something? Because that's, that's what it, at least what they were saying. Yeah, the... Because it has two dials. It does. It has two dials. Um, it looks like most of them, or at least the the slow ones, have a stat line of two attack, one agility, three hull, and one shield. And there's at least one that has two agility. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like you've got a bunch of options here. And it's interesting that it's pilot card based, not a modification or configuration, I should say. That that I, I am a little surprised by that, actually. Uh, I I think it means that. I wonder uh, if this thing takes if it comes apart. Like, uh, I think it looks like it will. Maybe like it says it's modular, so maybe you're able to like put take it together and put it apart and like the little pilot like can fly on one. But uh, I don't know. That, that's kind of neat. Either way, I I like this, and I'm staring at a little bit of cardboard on the lower left of this image, which looks like it might be a new debris. That might a new be obstacle. That, that might be the obstacle that you drop uh, as uh, with the. Uh, it seems the spare like parts. The, yeah, the spare parts. It looks like the spare parts. Ah, could be. Yeah. Um, so looking at this dial, it looks like it's got some reverses, which is pretty cool. That's that's probably the more maneuverable version. Uh, it looks like it's got a pretty significant, stop. I mean, it looks like it's got a pretty significant dial. And, uh, normally these transporty style ships typically have coordinate. Let's see here. What do we have on the dial, on the, as far as. So the only non-red action is focus. Mm-hmm. That I can see, though that mm-hmm. we only can see one of the the two, two, three ones, so maybe it's mm-hmm. different on the the others. I see a red target lock, a red barrel roll, and I don't know what that last symbol is. Too blurry. I think it's jam. Um, yeah, yeah, that could be jam. Yeah, 
I think you're right. It's got a jam token. Oh the, yeah, probably jam. The the thing that I'm yeah, it's in- got reinforced, so it's gonna have reinforced problem some way to reinforce um i'm kind of curious how this thing's gonna feel like when we get it in our hands to put it on the table because like you were talking about all those actions are red now we don't know what some of the crew does like i'm guessing some of those crew do kind of like what tack officer maybe does to turn some of those red actions to white maybe um but look at the dial like the little glimpses that we can get there's an awful lot of red on both of those so Mm -hmm. anytime you're doing an action that's red you essentially turn your dial and cut it in half you know or or roughly half um so now you're only kind of doing you know even having the options of half your dial and if you want to clear that stress you're even more severely limited um but it looks like you've got uh droids as options so you could put like generic r4s on there which might help but um, it's going to be a very interesting ship, um, but you just have access to resistance 3PO, so no matter what, if it's a crew carrier, you can get coordinate in your list that way. I'm I'm not seeing them having droids as upgrades. Uh, there's the one right below the ship that's face down, that's a droid on the back. Oh, okay. I was looking at it. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe. So is uh, certainly a coordinate boat is uh, would be useful for uh, the resistance. I don't like. We'll see what like this thing. It has to have a good crew to carry for it to be especially useful. Um, I don't know. Is there? Is there? Because Kevin, you've been playing a lot of resistance. Is there like? Does this? Do you see this feeling a niche for uh, the resistance at all? Or like, are you looking forward to throwing this in? Or at least seeing like. How it could like it could add to your current like sort of A wings and X wings bills yeah, that you're seeing a lot. I think so because the T seventies suffer from the X wing problem, and that is that one action kind of does not enough. Um, and right now, really, the resistance has two ships: it has A wings and it has Poe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like there needs to be more because right now I think the the Falcon's not good enough, and I think this would add a lot. Also pointing out uh, what used to be the art for Auto Blaster Cannon is a cannon card that they're not showing us. And if there's strain tokens in the thing as we can see it, maybe it's some kind of cannon to do strain instead of jam. But I think uh, Resistance could use some extra flavor or dynamic. So we haven't, we haven't talked about strain yet on, on uh, the podcast. So do you know what strain does? Because I actually don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. I vaguely remember. Doesn't like lower your agility and you can only get rid of it when you do a blue, something like that. And after yeah. one attack, it'll go away too. Oh, so okay. it, won't, it won't lower your agility for like a full round into a swarm. It's just one shot. Strain, uh, and like uh, a term they stole from their own RPG. Um, that's fun. Good job, guys. Well, um, well, no, it's just the engineering opposite of stress. So. Yeah. Well, didn't you know Max also worked on the RPG for Star Wars? I didn't know that. I, I, I did. <laughs> you and I can't. Okay, we're, we'll get into this later. But like, you and I are like polar opposites on the opinion on the RPG. <laughs> um. Anyways. Um. Yeah. So. So. So you're looking forward to maybe like trying to chuck this in with the uh, with the resistance, right? Yeah, I think this could help other T-70s become more viable. Yeah. I think this could help other things in general become more viable. So I, I think it would be really good um, just to have more viability. 
I definitely agree. I'm in the same boat. I I think that this is going to potentially add quite a bit to the the resistance. And given the stat line that we can see and the dial that we can see, I can't imagine this costing much. So this should be an easy, cheap support to slot into resistance. And that sounds like an excellent uh, piece to play with. Yeah, that's yep. something that they're definitely missing. Um, anyway, so let's jump into, I, this is, I swear, like in the movies, this is my least favorite ship that shows up in the movies. The N1, the, the Naboo Starfighter. Um, I hate this ship. Was I would slap Really? It's so ugly. It's yellow and I silver. I love this ship. It's the beautiful. The design is so bad. It's so bad. Let's yeah, meet no. in the middle and Can say that it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me context this. So I think I was like eight or nine when episode one first came out. I feel as old. a kid. <laughs> as a kid, like this was a huge deal. Like this is what I grew up with. This was this was my Star Wars that I grew up with. Yeah. And, and I loved it. Like, I loved the Darth Maul. I loved the Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. I loved these ships because they were so new and sleek and cool at the time. And I played the Rogue One games, and the Naboo Starfighter was one Dude, of the ships you could unlock. When you unlocked the Naboo, that was, oh my god. That was I like know. one of the first great achievements of my young gaming career. <laughs> this is like, all we had, Ricky. Yes. It is. This it is, this is I, literally the this is an age check. I don't is, care. This was uh, this was all we had. And we loved it, damn it. <laughs> you, you walked uphill in the snow both ways yeah, to Starfighter. To, to check this ugly, stupid shit. Two-toned. Call it what you want, but it was ours. It's ours. That's right. Shit. It looks like drops of melted plastic that were like dragged and then dried. <laughs> <laughs> You're forgetting the beautiful silver metallic that it has. Oh god! <laughs> Which, in the microwave too long. Uh, you know, like I actually kind of do like the uh, the Naboo shuttle a little bit. Like I kind of like the the look of that. This one I just don't. Um, but there clearly there are multiple <laughs> sides of this of this thought process. And what if those sides is wrong? But we forgive you. <laughs> So the the Naboo Starfighter, I don't know if we can see specifically what it does. It looks like it's got um, uh, stat some... line is two two three two. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got four actions: focus, target lock, barrel roll, and boost. All light. I can't read what their base ability is, but uh, it... the crates talked throttle. about it. It's full throttle. Okay, okay. what does it do? It's full, the defender of yeah. Yes. Okay. So if they go fast, they get uh, they get evaded, which that is that sure. is especially good though, uh, especially mm -hmm. if you get a talent because like Juke is still good at five when you have the ability to get an evade and um, like a focus. Like Frank, it's just absolutely very very good. Well, and did you <laughs> see the new droid that they made for them too? R two C four. I'm about to. While uh, you perform whoa. an attack, you may spend one evade to change a focus to a hit. Mm -hmm. Does that, that work? Good. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. so you, so no matter what, even if you're blocked and you don't get your actions, you still get a focus. Yeah. No. Uh, well, for full throttle on the defender, you have to complete the the maneuver. Oh, okay. If you're okay. Blocked, okay. You don't get it. 
Mm -hmm. I assume it's the same here. So if they block, you don't get it. But if they complete the maneuver, they would not only get that evade token, which they could spend as a, a micro focus, they would have another action. This is another ship that screams Blair. Well, I mean, uh, the stat line's basically a Z plus a shield, right? Well, or plus the evade, hull. plus other stuff, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and they've got. They've got there there you go, available. Blair. You can fly your, your ugly, <laughs> ugly shit. I will fly him oh. with you, Blair. <laughs> you know what we call him ugly when I'm dumpstering your ass? <laughs> I will call them Look. ugly. I'll, I'll just call me trashed. Um, <laughs> I still say the K-Wings are the worst-looking ship in the game, even when they were kicking my ass. Yeah. Um, I, I do have to, to say that the only thing that I'm wondering how quickly we'll we'll see is once they get released, how quickly the like legit chrome paint jobs will come out for them. Because I know that it's gonna be kind of like this like brushed uh the chrome isn't probably gonna look super good on the default paint jobs, even though it'll yeah. look adequate, but it's not gonna be like chrome chrome. And I'm sure yeah, people already, will instantly yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, I already told Jake, I said before I ever put these on the table, I have some some painting for you to do. Yeah, there's a really good, um, for the record, if you're looking to paint this, if you can get some rub and buff silver, that's exactly what I would uh, recommend for that. Not that I'm a good painter or anything, but that'll look really, really good. As opposed to like a silver paint, it just shines better. Um, anyway, so like the, the dial itself, though, looks very uh, Z95-ish. I know we already mentioned that. Uh, although instead, uh, although its blues are a little weird because it's got three... Uh, it's three banks are blue, um, uh, but it's got three talon rolls and, and instead of a, a 4K. So it's got, uh, I don't know, it's got a really weird dial. I, I certainly, the of, fact, I can go fast and slow, though. It's a hybrid of the X-Wing and the, the RZ-2A wing. Mm-hmm. Well, and don't forget, so it can take the R4 droid and make all its ones and twos. Yep. Blue. Yeah, I can. So where does this sort of slot in as far as as the Galactic Republic fleet is concerned? Like, well, let's take a guess, right? So this thing's stats are pretty, pretty like, we're assuming it's going to be cheaper, although certainly its ability hopefully makes it a little bit more expensive because that's a very, very good ability. Where does this sort of slot in as far as your builds are concerned uh, with uh, the Galactic Republic? Like, where do you visualize this thing going? Uh, I I assume it's an A-Wing. <laughs> everything about this stream A-Wing. Yeah, you've got two agility instead of three, uh, but you've got the evade token uh, and an extra haul. So durability is roughly the same as an A-Wing. Uh, you've got... Uh, a dial which is fairly open, even if it's not as green as an RC2 A Wing. Or, though you can make it far better than that if you slap an, an Astromech on it. Yeah, I keep thinking to myself that this thing with Juke, like, is like uh, you run uh, the, the whatever the cheapest generic is that gets you a talent with Juke. And so long as it's, I don't know, let's take a look at this thing. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, this is an A-Wing. It depends on how cheap you can get it, right? Because so long yeah. as it runs 
cheaper than oh my god let me think about this um so remember this is one of the only ships that can do a focus evade every turn if it wants mm, to and not be yeah. stressed correct yeah yeah so i mean if if we're talking focus evade with a two dice shot how much is that actually worth like is that uh, as a focus evade two dice shot like with juke uh, at less than 40 points better than an x-wing yes with juke yeah for sure. If you can get now, five of them with Juke out there, that's yeah. that's really so. Scary. So this Correct. thing has to cost more than next one. But that's kind of like what we're comparing it to is somewhere in that. Oh, I don't think it costs more than an X wing though. I don't you think it's. I mean, like with cost... I mean with Juke, like the like whatever oh, the generic juke? is, whatever the generic is with Juke, I think is going to determine if that those generics are worthwhile. Mm, well, you're probably not going to have talents on anything less than maybe the. The three, yeah. So mm -hmm. I would think the init three with Juke would probably put it at like 41. That's yeah, what I would probably. think would be the, the price point. So Juke's five right now, anyway. It may go mm -hmm. up a point or something. Um, so that would take them, what, to 36 for the, the init three? So Blair, Kevin thinks this is up your alley. What's your thoughts on this ship? Well, one thing real quick, I'd like... One thing to remember is it doesn't have any white K-turns or talent rolls like the Defender. Um, so I don't think Juke will be... I don't think you'll get as much mileage out of that as you would a Defender. Um, but, yeah, if you can get five with Juke, that, that's still pretty scary, uh, even still. So, yeah. Definitely seems like there's a little potential there. Well, and something else to point out, they must have a sensor slot because that's collision detector, isn't it? Yep. So, so they could take SCS. A torpedo slot, astromech, EPTs for some of them. And I can't, I have no idea what type of slot that one next to collision detector is. So they might have another slot. What about the one next to the droid on the far right, the second to the end? That's another no droid. That's because, oh, it is. Oh, that's the one the in there. Yeah, that's right. All right, so let's move on to some of the rehashes then. Or do we have anything else we want to talk about with the Naboo fighter? I know this is apparently like the best spaceship ever. I I just wanted to to add what what I think, or at least what I'm probably going to try, and we'll see how it fits points wise when we see this is. Uh, I want to try like two of the Jedi, whether it's maybe Anakin and Obi Wan in a dream world, I guess maybe that would be the perfect kind of pairing. And then three of these like lower init, you know, as like your, your filler around that. To me, that seems like that would be a pretty cool mix. Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, since these guys, if theoretically, if they're cheap, right, they're getting double actions up close, which is always going to be good. Right. Uh, but we'll see where the points come out because that may seem a little bit much to fit into 200, but I guess we'll, we'll see. There's one other thing I can point out just based on the token stacks. There's only one force token, so that must mean young Anakin only has one force point. Um, we've seen those tokens be not necessarily accurate before, so I'm oh. not sure I would draw that conclusion. It's a good guess, but there's a good chance that we're wrong there. Just wanted to okay. caution people. All right, so... Do we want to talk about the B-Wing now? Because uh, I think that's the next most exciting thing in, in the release, right? 
Yeah, we're finally getting the B wing. All right, all so so hold up, like, uh, of course, like everything else is just a straight up re-release of uh, stuff that's just going to make it and a available to new players. B uh, hyperspace legal, probably almost everything that's been released has been hyperspace legal except for uh, the the codes from uh, First Order. Now, uh, the B-Wing, uh, the, the cool thing about it is it's a re-sculpt, and we know two things. One, that it spins along the peg, so it actually spins, which is really neat. Mm -hmm. And the wings are uh, retractable. And I, like, as I am all, it, it's a new paint job, right? I'm a sucker for all that stuff, right? I'm yeah, going to get a new... I'm going to get a new art for the paint job. I'm going to get the Aether Sprite for the paint job. And I am a jillion percent getting this. Like, done. I own four B-Wings. And I'm going to get a fifth straight up just because I think it looks cool. Yeah, I'm going to buy one as well. And I've got a lot more than four B-Wings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just looks cool. Like, it really does. It's, it's a, it's the a paint job is excellent. The And then the moving things are awesome. Uh, and, and am I losing? Am I losing my mind that the lasers no. at the bottom look different too? It's a resculpt. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they're different. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think. Yeah, the one thing I learned with seeing what they did with the Y wing, for example, is that the resculpts. I'm a I'm a believer that new Y wing looks really really good. This kind of just screams very similar in that vein, and all of my B wings are like way back from wave three and you know the ones i got from rebel aces are all kind of weird and warped so um i'm i'm excited to replace my b-wings with these these new ones for sure um i was pulling up an old uh image yes the the cannons are different at the bottom yeah they look good i don't know like I'm, yeah they look much better this this is like it's because I'm like I, you know, I just moved and I've got like a painting station now in my little like mini office that's simult. Like I am casting from the closet right now, guys. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I am look, Ricky. <laughs> Mark's being like, in the closet out. is my job. Yeah, uh, no, no, you're completely out. But I'm, I'm still <laughs> in. Um, but so I'm in. I'm in the casting closet, which is my new office. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'm excited because before. I had to, sh when, my, when I had my kid, I had to like share the office with my wife and it was not as good. And now I have my own place again and I don't care how small it is. I'm excited. I got my own paint area. I'm going to paint this damn B-Wing up. It's going to be great. Um, so I, I'm at least excited for that. Blair, I do want to ask your implications for what does the B-Wing in hyperspace mean for Rebels in that format? Do you have it like, uh, like is there anything specifically that like, that's going to add other than just another generic, or what are your thoughts on that? We got auto thrusters. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that? I don't, it's got Alex. Like, do, do we know yeah. what that? Oh, it's, it's after the after. Yeah, it's, it's the after. after uh, I was going to say they broke the B wing. They gave him. <laughs> uh, so it's interesting. Uh, the generic, the PS two or the PS one X wing. The PS, the, sorry, the Initiative 2 B-Wing mm -hmm. and the Initiative 2 Y-Wing with Ion, Canter, and Veteran Turret Gunner, all three of those come in at 41 points. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though they're all fairly similar, I still think they're different enough 
that I think you're going to see there's going to be debate on what to take. And, and you can run gonna be... wings with Jamming Bing, too, for free. Oh, <laughs> jamming Bing, there you go. Best upgrade card in the game, and uh -huh. they made it free, and they're in trouble now. So, uh, go ahead, Mark. Uh, well, I, I've got a thing after B-Wings, so finished B-Wings. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, like, 10 is, like, some, those guys are, I think they still probably need a points reduction, but certainly the generics are available uh, to be sort of a tough gun in the back if you need it. Yeah, um, I felt, I was a little disappointed when they, when I saw what they were going to be in 2.0. But after playing them at Phoenix, that linked the focus and the link bear roll and the talon roll, I, those are not huge buffs, but were big enough that I definitely got some mileage out of them. Yeah, the the linked action is good. It's like a really yeah. nice linked action. Yep, it totally is. So, but I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, where that. Where that price point falls for all three that would, I think one of those three ships is kind of gonna, or maybe one of them won't emerge as the clear front runner. That would be that would be cool too. Is anybody I, else surprised that they did uh, B wings before they did A wings? I I definitely am, but only from a list building standpoint because yeah. like we're talking here like the the B wing and the X wing are are kind of you know, two sides to a very similar coin, you know, like we've been talking about that before and the A-Wing would come in at that lower price point and allow you to a little bit more to list building. And, and, and to fill a different role too. What were you going to say, Mark? So I, I was going to say that um, I, I prefer this from a faction standpoint because it means that the factions feel different. Because mm -hmm. you release the RZ one A wing at this point, then mm -hmm. then Rebels and Resistance and uh, the Republic all have the same sort of toys to play with. Mm -hmm. We have we don't have the super diverse options yet. Mm -hmm. So the the Republic doesn't have access to the Falcon, but the other two do. Every they, faction's going to have a Falcon. We know they, that. they basically all have an X-Wing or variant. That If you release the A-Wing, they all basically have an A-Wing variant. That you're, you're, you're reducing faction identity if you re release RZ-1 A-Wing at this time. Hmm. So from, yeah. from that standpoint, I think the B-Wing makes more sense. And that makes sense because you're making rebels like a attrition style faction right now. Correct. You know, I the boring faction. Yep. <laughs> hey, selfless, selfless blades are in, and uh, does that move your dial at all, uh, Will? Because I know you've been running selfless for hyperspace, and I do think selfless blades are better than uh, your 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 red veterans. Uh, yeah. Um. I gotta recheck the the price point on where the the blade came down to. If it fits the same the same price point as the red vet, that would be a uh, obviously an alternative option. Um, and with more shields and more hit points in general, you could get more run out of out of selfless that way. Um, blade I, is forty three base. Okay, so it would come in at forty six, which is the same as the the red vet then. So that that definitely would be would be interesting. Um, I usually like it counter 
to what Blair usually does, I usually like running a lot more of the same ship just because you have a little bit more. Um, I, I guess I look at it the way I fly. It look, gives me more flexibility on how to use and how to position certain things as opposed to being locked in with, oh, this is, this one can only move this way on its dial kind of thing. I think it's just yeah. a different way of thinking and, and but, flying. But, um, but to, 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 I think you're doing the same thing in a, in a, in a different way because you've got um, – you're doing it with pilots. Like Biggs fills – it does a different thing than Wedge does, you know, like – and I know that, like, that's obvious by, like, the, just the stats, but the their purpose in your list is they're they're there to to fill a role. It's not just four wedges. You've got a guy who's you know taking damage for another team. Wedges your your hammer. You know your selfless ships are are there to like do a similar thing to to bigs. So I mean, they're at least like a little bit different of like roles. It's yeah, role no, more than ship. Yeah, no, for sure. That's, that's definitely right. I guess I, I was looking at it like just the way I, I approach and, and fly. It's like I have a little bit of more of the, the interchangeability of between what the red vet and, and where bigs can go, um, depending mm-hmm. on who takes the heat early kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the B wing dial being that differentiator, they're a little bit slower. Um, they get in different spots. It could be a benefit or it could be a detriment depending on how you fly. Um, mm-hmm. I think for, for Blair, it seems like you obviously find ways to make that an advantage. For me, sometimes I feel like that you know limits what I want to do um, as opposed to kind of keeping a little bit more open and flexible the other way. So the, There's been discuss, some discussion about combined arms and its value in warfare and, and how it's absolutely effective strategy <laughs> The the reason it doesn't necessarily apply to X-Wing is the size of the units. So the X-Wing is positioned at a size of conflict and because of the point costs that uh, there's an argument to be made both for homogeny as well as diversity. There are definitely advantages and disadvantages to both. Uh, we're not in a scale where combined arms is is triumphant, but just as in World War II, they kept the same sort of fighter craft in a wing of fighters. So is true at this scale, where there's absolutely value to having four X-Wings because they have the same capabilities and therefore there's synergy there. But there's also the value in having a mixed force because you can use the the utility of each ship to its maximum to cover the weaknesses of the other. So it when you're talking at this scale, there it ultimately comes down to who you are as a player how you fly and what you're going up against uh, are you coming up against the same three lists over and over again or are you coming up against a diverse field that you need to cover your weaknesses how uh, how strong is your list against certain things all of this comes into play but that's one of the 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 most beautiful aspects of X-Wing is that it's right on this this delineating line between 
the need for diversity and the need for homogeneity. All right, so let's jump into the last ship that like is sort of adding something as far uh, as available to hyperspace because the other two ships are already available. The SS yes. and and the Silencer are already out. It's just that if you weren't able to buy one before, now you can, and and they're reprinting it. But let's talk about the Decimator. The Decimator's available. Um, what does this add to the Empire's capabilities? In like because I guess the current Imperial list is tie swarm and that's it right now. I mean I'm sure that there's some you know corner case like Vader mini swarms that sort of thing. But does oh. what is the what does the decimator add to to the hyperspace Imperial list? A Vader carrier. The Vader crew, right? Yep. The Vader <coughs> crew is is what's up. And Vader Crew still works on Reapers too. So you're saying like Vader Crew is the real thing to to, to look at? I think so. As much as I don't want it to be, because it doesn't sound fun. But yeah. Uh, do you think that there's any room for like Chirpy or anything along those lines? Um, I actually think Chernu is probably the worst one now. Oiken. Oiken is now the best the one, one that I'm looking at. But but I I think this vastly um, adds to Empire. I think you get a lot more ability to create lists now that you've got something that isn't just another bog-standard fighter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like the... like I wonder... Like Here's the thing. Because of, because of triple-ups, I don't think that... I just don't... like Kevin, actually, I think that... You, I think I read you type this. Um, so... And I agree with you that I don't think that three ship lists exist, right? So in this instance, no. I don't think that two ones do either. But if there was a points adjustment to triple ups, which is completely on the table because of uh, because of how they're, they're doing points adjustments now, I think that uh, the decimator can be a massive tool in a two ship style list. Yeah, so what it was is I made the comment that two ship lists don't really exist. That might change after the Falcons got adjusted a little bit, but I think we're looking at a three to five ship meta. Mm -hmm. And now, like, this maybe... I still don't think you're going to see Empire 2 lists, but maybe. I don't think it's good, though. I, I don't think you're going to see Fader Decimator. I don't think you're going to see two Decimators. You might, see Re you might see Reaper with Fader Crew, though. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but you're not going to see that with just one other ship. Mm -hmm. So I I don't think the Decimator is going to add a whole new only take Decimator sort of thing. So I don't think, as I was just talking about, I don't think homogeny is the key here. I think mm -hmm. diversity is. And I think having one decimator, keep it light, plus several other ships is going to be a very potent list. I think that there's something to be found there. All right. So uh, let's move on to, uh, I have one last thing about the new wave. Is anybody going to get the train tracks uh, movement upgrades at all? <laughs> the worst <laughs> templates ever designed by man. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, ready? I'm sorry. I, I gotta, I'm going back a little bit here, but can we Go just ahead. talk about the absurdity? So 
They're putting afterburners in the B-Wing expansion. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they literally have one move that's capable of taking advantage of that. Who the hell is going to put afterburners on a B-Wing? <laughs> you are, babe. You're going to do it. It's like they're gonna three gonna, target aboard. You know, no, 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 Blair, Blair, they're gonna, they're gonna do the, 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 uh, the, you know, like how they're already doing it to where, like, depending on your pilot skill, it costs different. For oh. B wings, afterburners is a one, <laughs> one point one, guard. One point after, I might consider afterburners at one point on a B wing. <laughs> now you got an argument. <laughs> well, you can technically. Use afterburners even while you're stressed, right? So you. Oh, got... oh, you're right, Will. I could yeah. do that. So you could use the three banks, <laughs> and you could still get your boost. So it it could be a thing. Yeah, it could. So I need to pull out my Gale Force Nine space station mat and use these templates. Oh my god! And just cause like people to die inside. Okay. 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 So we're gonna we're gonna start like. Uh, we're we're going downhill from here. We're gonna do uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, everybody, you have to hand out a Valentine to one pilot. It's currently in X Wing, Second Edition. Who are you going to give your Valentine to, and why? I'm gonna go and order the cast top down here. Blair, who are you handing your X Wing Valentine? Oh, jeez. And why? Um. Since we have uh, Kevin on the show, I'm going to go ahead and give my rose to Mr. Cornhorn pouring out. <laughs> I know you're working on something with him, Kevin. Uh, you will I have sure my am. you will have my eternal eternal respect if you make anything happen out of that at this point this this point cost. So uh, there you go, Mr. Horn. Be mine. You get some chocolates, Cornhorn. Uh, the uh... The, the big, the biggest Michael Sue of any book I've ever read. Although I still love him. Um, all right, so moving uh, down to Sable. Sable, who's your who's your uh, X-wing Valentine go to? What pilot are you going to give it to? Okay, I'm going to give it to Ralph Anar Hollis, aka Hobbs. No, wait, you said X-wing, not yeah. wing commander. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to give it to the autopilot drone because. <laughs> He's always there for you <laughs> until, until he blows up. Care of you, and he will give you literally everything he has until he blows up. You've been flying him seriously, though. I like have. Uh, I have. Uh, I, I love that. Like, how is that? I I cannot wrap my brain around how that even works. But like, so okay. He works really well with two medium or large base um, scum ships. Mm -hmm. So Boba Fett and IG, for instance. He works extraordinarily well on the list because you only need the the coordination for the first three rounds because they're going to kill your drone anyway. So spending mm -hmm. another 14, 16 points on it doesn't matter or doesn't help you. You can spend those points on those two ships to get far better benefit than you do to spend it on the drone and just lose it in the same round. Um, uh, that's why I've, I've had so much success with it. And, and there's the threat. I, I've had so many players go uh, panic and like try to, to 
take terrible maneuvers to avoid the possibility of taking one critical damage, setting themselves up to take a lot more because I'm now fall behind them or following them or or at a far better position. I've split their forces. Maybe it's it's put me in far better positions than I would even with the regular. Um, the, the other three pilots because they're scared of it. Or right. if they're not, then they're taking an extra damage that I don't have to do anything. Okay, I buy it. That's interesting. All right, so uh, let's see here. Uh, Kevin, who does your X-Wing uh, Valentine card go to? So I'm kind of shocked that Blair did that. Because um, <laughs> now... Someone actually has to make oh, a decision because no, he's getting hold, hold two up, flowers. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Like, are you like he got Blair got a flower? Like, what are you? What are you getting? What are you getting corn for Valentine? Oh, a box of chocolates, man. <laughs> he doesn't have Miranda anymore, so he's got his chocolates. <laughs> I would totally give it to Corin. I'm super working on something for Adepticon with Corin. Nathan is also assisting me. Okay, so 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 we talked about this after the points upgrade, and the general consensus from the crew was like, it's still a bad ship. Like it's not it's not available. Sell me like is corn is corn like is he live? Like like what do you think? Um, I think he's alive. I can't give any details on what. Um, oh, but oh, I am ninety nine percent sure. That's how that, serious this is. Is he's like yeah, no man. No, you're gonna man. see. I think Nathan and I play him at Adepticon. See, I'm I'm surprised you're looking at Corin and not Gavin. I think Gavin has a huge place in 2.0, especially with the point adjustment, because crits are so, far more powerful than they were in 1.0. They but are getting that critical damage through and getting a lot of critical damage through is huge in 2.0, and he's much more economical. He's much more capable, and he, his ability is more useful across the entire game. Um, never discount the value of shooting twice in a round. That's all I'm going to say, because I've had a lot of success with Bullseye, and I think Bullseye is amazing, and that makes me naturally gravitate to Corrin. And if I can torpedo somebody turn one with focus target lock, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I'm super ready for Corin. Like I'm, I, I've only played one game with him, and I'm, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let Will go last because I don't like to go last. Um, so I'm gonna take my Valentine card that I made all nice and perfect and nice and spent a lot of time and drew really slow because I've got bad bad handwriting. You know, be mine, love Kelvin Tiberius. And I'm walking past AP5, who I like a lot, and the Phoenix Squadron pilot A-Wing that I like a lot, and the Green Squadron pilot that I like a lot, and Horton Psalm that I like a lot. And I am going to give my my card, my 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 Valentine card to the Blue Squadron recruit. Uh, resistance A-Wing, because that thing is insane! And I am back on A-Wing life, I swear to God. The thing is amazing. I'm all in. Just a jillion of those, please. Thanks. So, um, there we go. And trick shot on all of them, I swear to God. Just do it. That's amazing. Anyway, so Will, who's your uh, X-Wing Valentine go-to? Uh, I, I guess I'm gonna have to uh be one of those lone voices in the uh 
in the wilderness shouting at trees, I'll have to give it to Wedge. <laughs> um, I've, uh, I'm mad you didn't give it to Thane because that's the only <laughs> everything else like in your like in in your like twenty and three list I get except for Thane. I'm like you can anything. It, yeah, it's the it's the last piece that was squeezed in, and it's an I five X wing. So, um, but, but no, wedge, I, but wedge. Yeah, wedge has been like one of those pilots since I started playing the game. Like you know, growing up, you know, wedge for whatever reason, I was just you know drawn to him. He wasn't you know some superstar crazy you know force user or anything. He just did his job, did his job really well. Um, always loved the the rogue you know rogue squadron books and all that type of stuff. Um, and it was sad that he just never felt fun or good really in 1.0 he, he was too expensive for what he did and all that type of stuff so um in 2.0 with all the changes it, he actually feels like hey this is this is a feasible ship it it feels a lot better he's got barrel roll and and boost access so you can do you know more fun things um with him and um he does feel a little bit more special because he's one of the few you know i6s you know so um so yeah I'll I'll give it to him, even though I know I'm I'm very much in the minority of knowing how to really kind of use him and know what to expect out of Wedge. You know, you don't you don't fly him like Sunter Fell. You know, I I do like that you your statement is that Wedge just does his job really well, considering they had to fire the first Wedge actor because he couldn't <laughs> get three lines right. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Um, it, 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 he was the way I said that it's like impossible to hit. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was supposed to have even more lines in that scene, but he literally could. He was so bad that that's all they could get out of him. Right. Like I, I'm seriously hoping that they can work something out with Dennis Lawson, and he can he can make a cameo of some sorts in episode nine because. Uh, I was I was like super excited in, in uh, um, episode seven when you know you see Ad, Admiral Akbar and then they they did him a little bit dirty in uh, episode eight. Um, didn't really get the send off I think he deserved. But anyway, uh, you know I, I kind of want to see right that that they had asked him if he wanted to be in in seven. Yes, and and I, that's what I mean. Like I'm hoping they're able to work something out, you know, it, because I think he's just one of those guys that would just be really kind of kind of cool to see him, you know, reprise a role in some form. Now that there's only like I don't know, like twelve people on that Falcon or something. So, <laughs> I, I, so I, I'm kind of glad that he wasn't in seven because I know exactly where that character was going to be if it was Wedge. The guy that gets killed at the very beginning, the old guy, <laughs> that was going to be Wedge. I guarantee it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, my, right. my, my headcanon, he's still off somewhere fighting the good fight, okay. doing awesome general things, and, and he'll show back up and, and, and do some awesome stuff in Episode 9, but we'll see. Lawson saved Wedge again. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and let's, uh, let's announce our winner for the contest. And we will have Kevin tell us our next contest, and then we'll do some shout-outs, and we'll wrap a bow on this goddamn thing. All right, so winner was Gordon McDonald. Gordon McDonald, uh, our, so the contest was the best hyperspace uh, scum list. Uh, I think I didn't necessarily be clear on that, but you know what? You know, our podcast, so we'll make the rules as we see fit. Best hyperspace uh, scum list, and... I think the best one that's kind of like, frankly, uh, Gordon McDonald submitted what has become the consensus best one, and frankly, no one else did. 
And sometimes the obvious answer is the obvious one. So let's go ahead and dive into it. Um, so uh, the list that won is Han Solo Scum with Trickshot Kira L337 Crew and Lando's Falcon title with Finn Rao Fearless and then Lando in the Escape Craft and Seavor at 198 points. Now, um, the general idea here is um, you can... Han with Trickshot and Kira in L337 means that he can lock onto obstacles, park on them, get trick shots, fly past them, do whatever he needs, and then get... Uh, Lando is really, really handy with, with Han's ability. He's got the surprise um, you know, Lando shots when he needs. Finn Rao is obviously just freaking good. Seavor is obviously freaking good. And then you've got a small bid in case you run into some mirrors who, who do 200 points. I know, uh, Kevin, you're a big fan of, like, use all your points if, you, if it's helping you. And so that's at least a nice bid if, uh, if you run into something like that. So um, for me, my question is, is, is this list better with Trickshot on Seavor or not? I don't mm. necessarily know the right answer on that. Other than that, I think that this is, honest to goodness, one of the better uh, scum and villainy uh, hyperspace lists available right now. Like, what are your guys' thoughts? It Honest? seems good, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, think it would be a mistake not to have a bid here. Mm -hmm. So I think trick shot on Seavor works against you. Mm -hmm. Granted, two points is not a big bid, but I six doesn't have a huge bids generally. Mm -hmm. I I think it would be a mistake to fill this last two points. Right on. Um, yeah, or you could obviously do uh, attack officer on Lando if you don't want uh, to deal with those reds. Although I found like because I've flown a lot of escape craft and I've never really felt like I needed um, the the tack officer overall those the the slow actions have been the ones I wanted to take because I've always wanted to be um, farther away from the action and so long as I'm within range two like I'm okay I don't have to point the right direction I just need to be in range two and be able to coordinate so I'm not saying that's always the case but generally I found like I didn't need it I hate the the Kira trick shot ruling. Hate it, hate it, hate it, I had to have someone explain it to me, and then I looked at them and was like, that sounds dumb. Yeah, it's the dumbest ruling ever. That that you the ignore obstacles, except when it benefits you, in which case you don't ignore them, even if it's at the same time as what what are you smoking? You either yeah. ignore it or you don't. Uh, the obstacles the, uh, there or is or it isn't. Uh, the uh, the thing that bothers me is that it was more or less because I said so as a ruling. Yeah, the, there's <laughs> there's no reason for this ruling. There's no foundation within the rules. It doesn't make sense. This, I don't understand this ruling. And I don't. You could even make an argument uh, for a ruling that doesn't make any sense within the rules because it makes the game work, which mm -hmm. is not the case here. I don't understand. This isn't making the game better it's not fixing some problem like we saw with the i7 double tap because that rules is written that totally works and they came out and said no it doesn't because it, it's dumb that's not 
what was intended. Here, I don't understand how this hate this ruling. Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> Write your congressman. All right. All right. All right. So, guys, uh, it looks like Blair's turned into a pumpkin, so I don't know if necessarily he died or not. We'll see. Hopefully, Blair didn't die. Um, let's move on to some Get shout of stuff. Actually, hold up. Pull up. Pull up. Pull up. Uh, let's, we need to do a contest, and we'll do shout-outs. Kevin, what's our next contest? So, can I use ships that technically aren't released? You're like, so, so when's the next episode probably happening? All right, so currently we're recording uh, on the 14th, so I'm guessing the next recording is going to be the 28th. Okay, so we might not know more. I was going to say I want to make it something with the Naboo Starfighter, but we might not know enough details to actually use the Naboo Starfighter with the list. Not mm-hmm. by the next one. Boo. Um, so we know enough about the Jedis then, right? So I uh-huh. want to see the best... Jedi list with only one Jedi and the rest of them all generics, and then Blair can choose which is the best list. <laughs> he's on. Um, he's been coaching, <laughs> uh, so he's not always on because uh, he coaches a uh, freshman like basketball team. Uh, okay, so if we have points available, if not, uh... oh shoot. Well, no, 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 no. We we don't need points available. We just say Jedi. Build yeah, build your list, and if it's legal, you no, win. because it doesn't have to be the 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 Republic Persistent. faction. It just yeah. has to have one Jedi. There you go. And yeah, generic. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Someone picks Luke one, Vader. He was technically a Jedi, but not a yeah. master. You know what? Let's let Kanan, that happen. So, Ezra. Yeah, let's 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 use the extended rules. Fine. So it opens up everything. Any Jedi, so it doesn't have to be Republic, and then the rest all have to be generics. Right on. Like one Jedi and a bunch of generics. All right, cool. Yep. I'm in. I'm in. I love that. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and do some shout-outs. Um, shout-out, and then, like, so if you have a shout-out, let me know, and then let me know a game that you are playing currently that isn't X-Wing. Uh, let's, I'm going to go top down again. So Sable, uh, do you have any shout outs that you want to, that you want to give? I don't have a shout out. Yeah. What, uh, what games are you playing right now? Other than X-Wing? So I'm still playing Betrayal Legacy. That's still mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Um, video games. I'm playing Borderlands 2. Nice. I love that game so much. It's such a good I game. Love the humor. I love the insanity. I mean, Tiny Tina is probably my spirit animal. What uh, avatar are you using? Uh, right now, I'm playing as Axton because it greatly amuses me that he's obviously replaced the wife that left him with his turret. So he's trying to to show the world that he's in a nice, stable relationship with with his turret, and that he doesn't need his wife anymore. And because he's got his turret, it's very sad. <laughs> I. I... Logged hundreds of hours probably with Zero. Love that dude. I love Zero. I love that he's probably not human. Because he's got four fingers and doesn't breathe hard when he's running. Uh, <laughs> his uh, his haikus are amazing. Yeah. I I my favorite. Sorry, as an aside, my favorite part of Zero is when you're playing through the the Hammerlock DLC. Uh, or sorry. Uh, the the camp the the headhunter one where you go to the nice tropical island and have to to kill a bunch of things 
but there's a sequence where uh, one of the villains from earlier in the game is back and he's brought back all of the, the bad guys from the past of all of the, the vault hunters and they're all getting murdered one by one. Uh, and zeros, when you find out who it is, all it is is a cryptic message that says one and zero complains about how cryptic it is. <laughs> all right. All right, so my shout out, um, I'm going to go ahead and um, I don't know if anybody pays attention to RPG streams. Um, I've been watching a uh, an RPG stream of a guy who does uh, YouTube videos that I really, really respect for RPGs. So Matt Colville is doing a new RPG stream. So if you look at, at MCDM, um, they're doing a, um, a D&D stream that I feel like is very much what I expect uh, a regular D like a good D and D table can look like. And I really, really appreciate that because a lot of times these streams hire professional actors and, and frankly, I think that a lot of them might be scripted and give you an unrealistic representation of what D and D looks like. And that stream I think is really, really well produced, but still is very, very true to, frankly, a bunch of friends at a table drinking and, you know, killing monsters. So um, I would absolutely suggest that on Twitch if you can find it, MCDM. Uh, a game I've been playing, um, I've been running a lot of our, I've been running D&D recently, but the game I've been playing is we're just starting up uh, the new Star Trek Adventures uh, RPG. And so far, uh, I haven't really, I haven't played yet. We've only done a session zero where we made a character we made a spaceship. Uh, my consigliere, Matt Newt's running it. And have you guys seen this at all? Like any of you, like the three I, of you guys are RPGers, right? Will, uh, are you an RPG or two? Like we talked about this. Uh, not you are not really. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm aware of some things, but yeah, I don't, I haven't really played a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. I, Kevin, or, Kevin or Mark, have you seen, have you seen uh, the I've, Star Trek Adventures? I've mm -hmm. seen it, but I have not played it. My my Star Wars GM played it and loved it, and he's been talking about when we wrap our campaign, maybe doing a one-shot in it, see if we want to do a campaign there. So I'm excited, but I haven't actually got my hands on it yet. So um, wh what I'll tell you is I haven't I haven't really checked out the system much, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to I'm not going to say I'm not going to give it my full stamp yet, but uh, making a ship collectively as a team Felt like a really cool collaborative process, and I really like that in an RPG. And then uh, building your character really kind of felt natural and fun, and you got to learn about them. Uh, and like the random events that happened to your character that you could, like a randomly rolling a character, I actually found to be incredibly entertaining. And normally I don't like randomly rolling a character, so I thought that was cool. So that's what I've been up to. Um, hopefully I can hook up, set up my office to where I can get back into playing Elite Dangerous again. I gotta get my VR set up, so we'll get into that. Alright, so Kevin, do you got any shoutouts that you want to give, uh, and what games have you been playing? Um, so I guess, shoutout, he probably won't hear this, because I don't know if he listens to it, but um, Duncan Howard? Yeah. Uh, just a shout-out that I'm coming for you on <laughs> Okay, so I played him, and he kicked my ass recently in, in Aces League, but um, you want to? I here's what I'll tell you. Um, he asked who, who I was playing with, and and I told him, um, I you know we 
you know, it's me, Tyler, Will, and Kevin. He's like, oh, you got Kevin. And first, that was the reaction. He went, oh, you got Kevin. Yep. Second of all, second of all, he's like, man, we tried to get him. I'm like, yeah, you did. Suck it. <laughs> Suck it, Howard. I, I have some advice. Go for the eyes, boo. Go for the eyes. <laughs> yeah, no, he's... Sweep the leg. He'll appreciate sweep that. Sweep the leg. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, have, I have the high ground against Duncan. Nice. Um, <laughs> what games have you been playing? Um, so I've been playing Warcraft 3 because Reforged is coming out. Um, but mm. I actually just finished uh, Mario Rabbid Kingdom. I hear Switch. that's really good. I hear that's oh really my good. god. I enjoyed the hell out of that game. It was really fun. Really, really that's, enjoyed that's it. Like, that's like if Nintendo it's XCOM. did XCOM, right? And that's that sounds amazing. Yeah, and it's lighthearted, and there's some good humor in it, and I just, I was so impressed with that. I really, really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Uh, Alright, so Will, you got any shout-outs uh, any, uh, any, like, that you want to give? Uh, just shout out to Kevin for coming on the show. And, uh, like we were talking about earlier, like what you guys have been doing with the, uh, the echo base recaps and stuff of the ACE of the league games have been pretty awesome. So Kevin uh, Lentz, the God, we'll, have, we'll, we'll shout out Drake, Jake and, uh, as a Walter, right? Walker, Walker, yeah. Walker. damn it. Yeah. Sorry. sorry, Walter. Shut up, Donnie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I know you, I know you've got a kinship with Morgan, you know, being world's runners up and everything, but there are, there are Morgan, other players in the league. You Morgan, know, you can recap you mean, other games. You mean Morgan Reed, the people's champion. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, it'd be nice. We'd have, if we had more game logs to go through, you know, okay, that's, that's my fault. Well, I'm working on it. I'm working yeah. on it. Actually, Most of mine year, are up there. <laughs> Kevin next year, I'm going to put it into the, the Gmail so I can literally just add it as I get emailed. Cause right now it's going to my personal email and then I have to like collect them, upload them. And it's just, okay. I'm not gonna lie. It's I'm lazy, but it's not been conducive. Um, well, so we'll, maybe, we'll figure it out. Maybe if we like partner for the second season, I'll help you with that. Yeah. I like this. I like this plan a lot. Um, anything that like enables my laziness I'm into. Um, yeah. The other issue we have is because the points adjustment happened, we're trying to do games that are post points adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. So that screws up all the logs that actually exist. Yeah. Uh, Will, what games have you been playing recently? Uh, I've been playing some Ace Combat 7. Um, is that I good? A good chance. Is that uh, good? I need to know because I'm, yeah. I'm a big Sim fan. Yeah, I'm I'm liking it. Uh, it's it's one of those things where I just haven't had a whole lot of time. Um, I think I'm like on mission eight or something, <laughs> and it's one of those missions where there's a little bit of a uh, a frustrating objective kind of at the at the end, and I'm just like, well, I just don't have time to finish this right now. So I've been kind of going back and forth on it multiple times. But when am I gonna um, suck you into to playing Elite Dangerous with me? Like, you know, if you're a simulator fan, that's the best. Uh, I've, I just got to get a computer that'll <laughs> that'll make it work. Really, um, yeah. I've, I pre- all of my gaming pretty much is on my PS4 because uh, that's what I got that works. So, um, so yeah. But I, after I get uh, moved into the new house and everything, hopefully, you know, which is going to be a very big wishful thinking moment. But hopefully, things will slow down a little bit, and I'll be able to kind of kind of expand some of that stuff out and see what see what we can do. Right on. All right, so that wraps a bow on this thing for potentially dead Blair Bunky and for uh, Sable Griffin, for Kevin Lentz, and for Wispeld Mill Barnacle. My name is Richard White, better known as Gulf Tiberius. Thank you, Galactic Colonet, and good hunting. Woo! We made it, guys. We did it. Woo!
awesome. Uh, maybe maybe Tyler gave him some bad food. <laughs> Look, I, on, on this ship, I would not put murder past anybody. Oh, God. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm not murdering. I love everyone on this ship. I'm not murdering them. That being said, I may cause the accidental death of all of them. <laughs> yes, I would murder anyone. <laughs> 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 